Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation. On topics that you may find mundane. Some people find topics that we do on the podcast to be interesting. That's one of the pieces of feedback I get. And yet, if you think about it, that same topic that you find fascinating, someone else will find very mundane. So I'm sure there's an episode out there for you in our catalog of episodes. So I invite you to find it if this episode you find too interesting. But if you do find it interesting, we hope you'll stay and listen. I have the great pleasure of welcoming back one of my dear friends from Los Angeles, Nima Karazi. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Thank you, Marco. It's a pleasure to be here. I should say welcome back because we had we've had a couple of episodes. The one on cigars, in fact, once again, a fascinating episode for some, and I certainly learned a lot. Yeah, that was uh, really fun, and it was. I never get a chance to speak about these little idiosyncratic things that I'm mildly obsessed about, which is sure. a term I use all the time. So this is a, a great place to be able to to speak to a lot of these things. Great. Well, we'll go on that journey in just a second, but I wanted to mention another journey that you have taken me on and some listeners. You have a great podcast called My Gastric Sleeve. That has proven to be very helpful for a lot of people and has taken us on your weight loss journey with the help of a gastric sleeve. Is that correct? Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So I have a, a podcast called uh, My Gastric Sleeve, and it's all about my personal journey. It's not intended to be advice in any medical form in any way, uh, as I am not a doctor. Sure. Uh, much to my parents' chagrin. But uh-huh. uh, it's one of those things that uh, I actually didn't even want to do the podcast. And my lovely wife, Michelle Miracle, which is also a, a guest uh, on your show from, from time to time, ha- she is uh, she was the one that inspired me to start recording my progress. And it's helped a few people. It kind of goes through the little things, the day by days, the challenges, the victories, the defeats, sure. you know, kind of the whole journey all all encompassed. And it's uh it's lovely. And it's like twenty five episodes and you can kind of pick and choose and bounce around. There's no real rhyme or reason to it. So please sound- uh, give it a listen. It sounds to me much like the Insomnia pro- project, when I was looking for podcasts that could help me with my sleep journey, let's call it. I didn't find ones that resonated with me or gave me the answers. And so I created it. It sounds very much true with your podcast as well. 
Yeah, that's exactly what happened was I I was about to have the gastric sleeve surgery and everywhere I looked, all it was like one episode about gastric sleeve and then just moving on to like health and diet and fitness. And I really wanted it to be like, here's what it's like three days before. Here's what it's like one day before and then three days after and then a week and then a month and then the first stage and second stage. And, you know, going through the challenges and the changes that happen and the dieting and the restrictions. And sure. It's, it's just, uh, it's been great. It was a lot of fun. It was almost like having a, like a, a, a journal or a diary. Right. It was a uh, really cathartic. Amazing. Well, we'll have that on our show notes in case anybody wants to check it out and you don't have a pen and paper near you. My gastric sleeve created and hosted by Nima Karazi, who, Nima, I got to tell you, you are an ideal guest for podcasts because when I asked Nima if we could record and he's in, he's in California um, and I'm in Toronto, I'm in Canada. And I was like, um, I'd love to record. And he's like, here's a great date for me. I'm like, that works for me. And he's like, here are some topics that I would really <laughs> enjoy speaking about. And I'm like, what a great guest to have because Nima presents topic ideas uh, to me as a producer. And I'm like, oh, this this will make a great sort of conversation. And so I wanted to talk about two of the topics you mentioned I thought would just make a great episode title. And they are tattoos and birds. And hence, this podcast episode will be called Tattoos and Birds. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to, to speak to uh, to both of those topics. Great. So I don't have any tattoos, but you do. I actually... Well, it depends on how you count. I I have one piece on my leg, but it's a cover-up of another piece that I had. So technically, I've had two tattoos, even though you only see one now. I see. But when I was 19, I got a yin-yang tattoo because okay. I was really into Buddhism. And that's the circle that has kind of a swirl that goes through it. And one side is black with a white dot and the other side is white with a black dot in case you're not familiar. Is that the tattoo you had? That's exactly what I, I see. had. The problem was the tattoo artist that drew that tattoo on me was impatient. Oh, wow. And the, the real problem is that the thing I don't ever want to admit is I was ill-prepared. I see. So... When I walked in and I wanted to get that tattoo, I had obsessed about it. I knew what I wanted. Sure. I didn't know what side of it I wanted filled in. So I had uh, really obsessed about this yin-yang. I was really into Buddhism at that time. I was 19 years old. So I knew I wanted it. I had asked my parents permission, so it wasn't like a secret tattoo I had to hide from them. Right. I walk into the tattoo parlor and it's a very simple tattoo. I mean, almost anybody could do it. And the artist sits down and he puts the, the sketch of the, the tattoo on my leg. And I go, okay, that's good, good placement. I like it. And he goes, cool. Which side do you want filled in? And I hadn't thought about it. And I was thinking, well, do I want the, cause they kind of look like two um, paisley designs yes, yes you know like a teardrop or a pear if you will i'm mm -hmm. sure you will so one is a right side up pair and then the other fills in the circle as an upside down pair so i was like well do i want do i want the upside down pair on the left side or the right side do i want the black one on the left side with the white dot or the right and ultimately it doesn't matter at all right you just want it up and down so 
he got impatient and started filling in the circle, the outline of it. So this is going to be a little complicated, but follow me on this one. I, this is the I'm, thing that I'm, happens. I'm with you so far, <laughs> but before we go any further, what I've yeah. got, what I've learned so far on this tattoo journey is never to sit at an impatient tattooist chair. <laughs> Please continue. Okay. So <laughs> we have, we have the yin yang, the two paisley shapes, as you mentioned, and yeah. he's filling in the circle that makes the outline outline he's filling it in so he's filling in the outline circle which is fine that doesn't affect anything okay. and then and then he fills in the middle line the the the, the dividing line that's kind the of dividing a swirly yeah. squiggly line yeah. down the middle and he's filling that in and and then and then he does this thing where he starts filling in the two circle outlines not filling them in but outlining it with his uh, with his tattoo gun and he f he encircles both he fills both of he sorry he outlines both this the mini circles inside right. now you're gonna have to follow me on this one because conceptually this is a very difficult thing to explain without visual aids but if one of them is supposed to be a black circle and yes. one of them is supposed to be a white circle. Right. And you outline both circles with black ink. The black circle that you fill in is going to, is be, going larger, to be larger. Because you've already made them the same size. Hence, yes. the white, or in this case, I imagine it's a colorless circle because yes, you're not yes. filling in white, Correct. is going to be smaller once yeah. you fill in the dark so yeah he would essentially have to fill in the dark and then oh and then it's too late and then you right. can't, then you have to <laughs> it's you're i get it i get you See? yeah this impatient tattoo artist who's, who shall remain unnamed i don't want to cause Thank him goodness. any strife no, we won't but uh let's call him shane because that okay. was his name so right. shane fills in the the two mini circles fills in the out oh, no. does the outline does the center line and then when i decide okay make the right one black then when he fills in the circle on the right one the black circle seems larger of course than the uncolored circle right. because if the outline was red then it would make sense right because then you have a black dot and a and an uncolored dot and a sure. black fill and an uncolored fill. But because it's black all the way around, the black fill for the paisley is larger and the white dot on the black paisley is smaller. Smaller, of course. And then the black dot on the white paisley or uncolored paisley is larger. So then this is a thing that happens a lot with people who get tattoos. Either you say, I don't care. Right. And you just that begins the the path of you just getting whatever you want. And you're like, I don't like this tattoo, so who cares anyway? The world is all just worthless. Let's get Scooby on my ankle. Let's, you know, let's get a palm tree on my knee. Sure, like who sure. cares? Or you start convincing yourself as a proper salesperson that well you see the white dot is actually smaller 
because there's less good in evil people. Right. Then there and is. the black dot is larger because it represents evil and there's more evil in good people than you would imagine. Right. right and right. so this doesn't the nature never fully balances. I and see. this is a, a thing. Now, I'm not sure, Marco, if you're aware of this or not, but you are going to love this phrase, and I hope you use it, ad nauseum. Okay. There is a phrase called your Persian flaw. Are you oh, aware of this? I'm not. I, I can't believe I've known you this long, and I haven't heard this. Uh, for our listeners, in case you haven't listened to previous episodes, Nima's background, you are Persian. Yes. And so I get a lot of Persian tidbits information <laughs> history from you which i delight in so what is your persian flaw so a persian flaw is when an artist creates a work of art and then because only god can be perfect purposefully makes a a, a mistake or a scratch or if it's tile work or mosaics, this was very common in uh, giant mosques and whatnot that they would design. They would put a chip or a scratch or something in one of the pieces so that nothing is perfect. Right. There is a tiny flaw because only God can be perfect. I see. I see. So this is so when we talk about people and someone goes, you know, I have no real vices except for this. That's right. their Persian flaw. I see. You're welcome. And so, so you had a, you had your Persian flaw. Yeah, that was tattoo. my so that That's was so my great. way of convincing myself that oh, this is the Persian flaw of the tattoo. I get it. It's fine. I love it. So I had it. Um, I had it when I weighed like 190 pounds, right? And I was like five nine, so I was in really good shape. And then, uh, in the next like few years, I gained a bunch of weight. And uh, at some point I got up to like, I, I think at that point I was probably like 350 maybe. Okay. And I I needed to cover it up because at that point, the circle of the yin yang had yes. become oval. Okay. Because I had gained so much weight. Sure, sure. And my skin had kind of squished down. Right. So then I was like, this is just offensive to like a whole religion. <laughs> okay. Right. Like before I'd be like, oh, are you Buddhist? Check this out. But right. now I was like, oh, are you Buddhist? Please don't look at my ankles. Right. So then I went to a very famous tattoo artist uh, whose name is Tom Berg. And he did, there was a, a um, a movie, a TV show called Prison Break. Yes, of course. Where this guy went to prison and then his brother got a huge back piece tattoo that was like a map of the prison. And that's how they had to escape. So he, uh, Tom Berg helped design the tattoo for Prison Break. I see. That's his claim to fame. Sure. That's quite a that's quite a feather in the cap for any tattoo artist to be featured right. on a national television. Your work is featured and seen weekly. Yeah, and he's and he's a local to San Pedro, and I was living in San Pedro, which is in the South Bay area. So not is the it, Bay Area. Okay. For you listeners that are familiar with San Francisco and Oakland, that's the Bay Area. The South Bay is what we call like Long Beach, San Pedro, Torrance, Redondo. So it's like South and west 
in Los Angeles. But it's not in the valley. It's not considered the valley. No, the, okay. the valley would be north and west. Thank you. So, uh, although in your, you could argue that there is the west side as well, which is kind of north of Redondo. And then right. from there, it gets kind of confusing. But anyway, dear, so. Dear, dear listeners, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I am constantly asking Nima about locations in Southern California, <laughs> in particular in Los Angeles, in relations to one another. So I think we'll do an episode one day where I just talk to you about places in Los Angeles and what it's classified under. Um, Absolutely. And I've had the great fortune of having Nima as my LA tour guide. And man, was it great. But anyways, let's get back to your tattoo. So your cover up. Your so yeah, so so Tom Berg does this amazing uh, work and and I couldn't even believe that he had a tattoo parlor. I literally walked in to his tattoo parlor, showed him my piece, and I said, I want to cover up. And he said, What do you want? And I said, I want you to make it a giant musical note. And he's like, Here's what I can do. And he went in the back and he sketched for about 15 minutes. He came back and he had this giant musical note. So the yin yang symbol that had now become kind of an oval right. became one note with a flag on the back. And then. So, like the treble clef or the bass clef or. So, the treble clef and bass clef are um, they're symbols that start the musical sheet. Right. But the notes that are in the sheet, which are, are like ovals right. with like a stick and a little above flaggy it, thing. Sometimes okay, with yeah. a little flag. Yeah. Yep. So, he made my yin yang into a, a musical note with like a flag. I see. And then he wrapped musical sheet paper around it. Okay. And he said, what song do you want to put on this musical sheet that I can cover this for you? And I was like, I didn't even think of of having a, a song. So I said, of course, Marco, what song do you think? What What theme song from what movie did I choose that is meaningful to you and me? Oh my goodness, this is, I feel like I'm on the spot. You are definitely on the spot. Meaningful to you and to me. That's so, that's such a hard one because I'm trying Many to Many other Italian-Americans oh, in America. Oh, of course, of course. The Sopranos. Oh, The Godfather. The Godfather, Very close. okay. Sorry, I was thinking television. <laughs> I was thinking television for some reason. This may have been before The Sopranos, but anyway. Okay. So I get the, I tell him, oh, I want the, the, um, speak softly to me you know so i go i want that one he goes okay he goes back he comes back he goes here's the notes i am a musician yes you are (laughs) albeit i'm a drummer but i can count sure he put seven notes and i didn't think a to even check it or b to question it or c most importantly to hum it out right. to see what it did. So I just said, put it on. So he did. He he shredded me for like two and a half hours, three hours. I had to take a break at some point. Sure. A lot of ink. I only like black and gray, so I'm not a color guy. Okay. A lot of shading, a lot of different needles, all that stuff. He finishes the thing. I get home. I'm super excited about it. A couple days later. I'm at a piano at my Uncle Cash's house and I go to play the song and I'm, I start humming it and I realize the first seven notes are 
I see. Okay. <laughs> There's five notes that are missing. Okay. Which are that's sure. what finishes the movement. Of course. So I need these other five notes and I have yet to get them finished. I actually reached out to Tom to see if he could finish it on the other leg. I see. And just kind of mirror it and then finish the other the other sheet. But uh, he's really busy right now. Fair enough. But yeah, but that's uh, so. So anyway, so I have the first uh, seven notes, which seven is my I mean, everybody's lucky number, but it's sure. my lucky number. And so I like that. And uh, so I have that piece and it's a relatively big piece. I think it's like 10 inches on my right uh, calf. Maybe you can send us a photo and I'll put it on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, That'd for sure. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Now, can you still see the yin yang symbol? So, because yeah, because uh, Shane colored it so aggressively, because so here's the a quick thing about tattoos, right? You have all the way from single needle tattoos to like ten needle fills, and right. think of it like a, a comb versus a hairbrush. Okay. Okay, so like how many teeth you have in a comb or how many teeth you have in a hairbrush, right? So a hairbrush is for like lots of hair. Sure. Gobs of hair that you're just trying to like manage. So a 10 needle is for filling massive amounts of skin. Of course, or large tattoos or big shading areas. Sure. Exactly. Big shading is what. So seven and 10 needles are mostly for shading. They're monsters. They hurt. Sure. And they can scar if the if the artist is impatient. <laughs> right. And so Shane was using a, a seven needle to outline and a ten needle to fill because it's a lot of circle to fill. The half, you have to fill half the circle of the yin-yang. Right, of course. And so he was using a ten needle to fill and he just kind of shredded my leg up a little. So it's scarred, right. which is, again, it's fine. I don't mind a good scar especially right. a tattoo scar like you kind of gotta you know uh earn your keep i guess or what's the phrase you break your teeth no cut no, your I'd teeth cut your teeth yeah <laughs> you gotta cut your teeth english is difficult no so i was like okay so that's fine but then when i got the cover up uh you can still see if i don't tell you you wouldn't know I see. But if I told you and you like squinted and looked, you could tell for sure. Okay. Well, I'm glad that the Persian flaw stays then, <laughs> that it hasn't been overcorrected. Right. Um, and what I've learned is as well, when you go to see your tattoo artist and they're going to give you a tattoo, perhaps a chamomile tea is the best thing to bring them. <laughs> so they're calm and patient and uh, ready to assist you in in decorating your skin. Now, okay, so we've we've uncovered two of your tattoos. Do you have more? Are you anticipating getting more? So, uh, not to be a downer or anything, but my grandmother passed away last year. Okay. And uh, Marco, you were very generous and you sent some beautiful flowers. And thank you for that. I, again, it was wonderful of you. And uh, anyway, so her one year passed and her birthday is October 11th. And... I've been looking and looking and looking online to find a tattoo artist that it can do some work for me out here. And I'm really, really picky about ink because it's forever. You know, sure. like you should be. Of course. 
And I found a couple people and a couple of them are in England and they have really good day rates. So when we go to Europe, I'm definitely going to get, you know, inked up by one of those guys. And there's a couple people out here, but what is happening out here a lot is you're getting a lot of people that aren't getting customers in as often as they would. There's not a lot of um, traffic that's walking up down the street. So you don't have a lot of walk-ins. And so artists are now saying, I'm booking only full day sessions. Oh, wow. Which is good if you want to get a blast, right? If you want to get like your whole forearm done. Sure. Or, you know, like your thigh done or something. Like that's that's like an eight hour piece. Sure. Sure. I get that. But if I just want like a little four inch uh, piece with like two peonies and a finch, which is what I want. Peonies were her favorite flower. Oh wow! And they're very meaningful to you, because peonies are the are the flower that the ants help. I love peonies. Up. We we, <laughs> it's so funny. We talk about peonies on this podcast. I think the peonies is the official pie, uh, flower of the Insomnia Project because I end up talking about it so much. But they're such beautiful flowers, and they're beautiful in all their states. So when they're just bulbous and just waiting to be flowers and you're like oh the peonies are coming when they start to show their color through the leaves on that bulbous part and then as they start to open thanks to ants as they go in uh, seeking the sweet sap that i guess is excreted and and going through the really tight tight uh blooms or flowers or, or leaves to open it up and then they just open up and they're beautiful and they're finicky and they're large and they make a statement. <laughs> and so for me, the peonies is just a wonderful flower. And right now I'm going to say it's the official flower of the Insomnia Project. <laughs> so those are her favorite flowers. And so I want to get two peonies flowers and then a finch. Now, my grandmother uh, never had birds. Okay. However, every time... You went to her house. If she had a little plant or she had a little, a little flower, something, orchids, whatever, she would always have like a one or two little, you know, those little fake finch birds that they give you at the at the flower places, like the the florist has them. They're like little fake finches on like a metal wire that you put into a plant. No, but it sounds wonderful. <laughs> I'll send you one. I, I, I don't think we. I don't think our florists do that over on this side. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get into the finch wire business in Canada and just make a killing. Sure. But yeah, so she always had those. And that's kind of how I always think of her. I have I have like a bird for every uh, person in my family, uh, which we'll we'll get into in a minute. But I love it. uh, So my grandma's like a little finch. Okay. And um, so I just want to get this little tattoo. And it's a little like three, four inch tattoo. That's like, you know, four inches wide and like three and a half inches long that's it right it's like two little peonies and a finch black and white not a lot of shading Mm -hmm. it's relatively simple it'll be like a two-hour piece and i've reached out to so many people and they're like yeah i have a half day rate of like eight hundred dollars and then wow i don't need that i love that that's a hell of a rate that's a great rate if i wanted to get like you know my my shoulder done sure or my or my bicep done like that's a fantastic rate for a really talented artist of course i don't i don't need that so i reached out to this other person i just started i actually checked uh tiktok tiktok is great for tattoos but you can't reach out to your artists on tiktok they only will respond to you on insta right 
And I look at so many tattoos on Instagram, Marco, that I'm getting ads on reels for tattoo guns because Instagram is convinced I'm a tattoo artist now. I see. I see. Of course. (laughs) So they're like, hey, Nima, you want to get this tattoo ink? You want to get this tattoo gun? We got the latest, you know, tattoo uh, sanitizer. We got all this stuff. Wow. (laughs) Like, I'm not a tattoo artist. So... Uh, I found this person. He's local. He li- he works in Downey. Okay. And uh, he quoted me a great price. And uh, I said, he, he was like, give me half of it down as a deposit, which is non-refundable. Right. And we'll do it uh, whenever you want. And her birthday's on October 11th, which is a Monday. Right. And so I said, let's do it on October 10th. And then he replied, how's 10 a.m.? So I was like, 10, 10 at 10? That's great. Perfect. That is perfect. So I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to get that tattoo on my... Uh, I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to get it on my right... I think I'm going to get it on my right wrist. Because okay. I wear a watch on my left wrist. I see. So I'm going to get it on my right wrist, I think. Why the wrist? Uh, the wrist I like because it's a smaller piece. Okay. I can always add to it. Um, you usually, when it comes to tattoos, you want to get them from your shoulder down. So you want to kind of start at the top of your shoulder and do a, what we call like a quarter sleeve, which would be like covered by your shirt sleeve. Right. And then when you get to that kind of elbow area, mm-hmm. then you go all the way to your wrist and that's what we call a full sleeve. I see. Um, think of it like a shirt, right? So of like course. a t-shirt sleeve versus a long, sh- long shirt sleeve. And, um. I don't have the patience to wait for the other pieces that I want. I see. I'm going to fill this arm up for sure, Uh, which is kind of the reason why. uh, So this is a bit of a challenge. I kind of want. No, I just had an epiphany. I'm fine. Okay. So Mm -hmm. let me just tell you what was going on in my head right now. Sure. I have this idea of. I want some tattoos for me to just be mine and i want some tattoos to represent my family and friends nothing wrong with that just for them and i'd rather not mix the tattoos so i'd like it to be one side is my side and one side is their side sure so then i was like well since my musical note tattoo is on my right leg that's for me then I would do the bird tattoos on my left side, which would be for my family. So that's my family's side. And then uh, um, my side is the right side. But then if I'm getting the second Tom Berg tattoo on my left leg, then everything is for me. I see. So then it doesn't matter. And I'd rather have it on my right wrist. Well, the argument could also be said, you are the center of your family. So either side would work with regards to you. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I my only question to you is if you get your if you get that tattoo on your wrist, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually showing Nima through the miracle of the internet <laughs> the area that I I'm assuming he's getting the, the yeah, yeah. tattoo. Aren't there a lot of creases and folds in there, and won't that affect the quality and of the delicate tattoo? I'm assuming you're getting in black and gray. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, I. So I wouldn't get it all the way at the bend of your wrist. Okay. Um, I would get it probably just like two inches below. So kind of like where your watch 
I see. normally is right kind of where that where your watch starts that's kind of where i would get it a lot right. of people will get to finish their full sleeve tattoo they'll get a band either a solid black band or some sort of blending thing and and i'll be honest with you i really really want an owl tattoo on the back of my hand and when you get an owl tattoo on the back of your hand you can blend the because it has to be dark around it for sure for the owl to pop out so you kind of end up getting just by default some blackness on the base of your fingers and some blackness at your wrist so that kind of blends with the rest of your sleeve too but that getting a somebody mentioned something the other day about what's something that irritates you a lot and he said people that start their tattoo by getting like either a face tattoo or a back of the hand tattoo like you're just getting yourself like a job ender tattoo right right from jump street and that's not how we did it we we all like brian i don't know if you're familiar with brian setzer brian setzer is a big band uh, musician currently he's like he's he plays big band music now. Mm-hmm. He used to be in Stray Cats. He's really great. And he's covered in tattoos. But one of the things that he always said, his dad told him, don't get a tattoo that you can't cover up with a shirt in case you're in front of a judge. And That's I great. thought that is such a nice piece of advice. Right. I love it so much. That it's probably the only thing that's keeping me from getting a back of the hand tattoo, but I'll, I'll probably get over that in like five years. All right. Well, I'm going to thank Nima right here. We'll have more with Nima next week on the part two episode of Tattoo and Birds. I want to thank him for joining us from Santa Clarita, California today. And I want to thank everyone who's listening to our podcasts and following us on the various social medias, including Twitter, Listen and Sleep or Instagram, The Insomnia Project, Facebook, of course, as well. And we hope you were able to listen to this episode and sleep, or at the very least, figure out if a tattoo's right for you.